the lights have been turned to their appropriate moody setting. There is uh, Bailey's hot chocolate in hand, and uh, let's go. Welcome to Phobia Phobia, guys. I have a beer and don't own a dimmer switch, but yeah, welcome to Phobia Phobia. Who owns a dimmer switch? Oh, my boyfriend does. Well, isn't he a fancy pants? Yep. Does he just, like, is it connected to the lights, or does he just walk around with this dimmer switch in his pocket going, Hey, if I knew how to connect this to the electricity, my lights would be really fucking cool. Where is your brain today, guys? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's somewhere with my voice. If, if I don't know if you can tell, but I can feel that my voice is deeper today. Because I, like, I don't know, if it's something in my chest and it's trying to slowly eat my lungs. Happy New Year, everyone! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! This is our first episode of 2021 after a short break over the holidays. Hope everyone's feeling refreshed and not looking at the fucking news. I know, right? So, we're what? Now, as we record, we're 11 days into 2021 and Jesus Christ... I mean, this has got to be the best example of a hold my beer I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, actually. Okay, fair enough. But do you remember that whole thing at the end of 2019 when everybody was like, Ooh, it's going to be the 20s again. Ooh, Great Gatsby. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. did they did they think about the 20s? Really? I think it's it's one of those things that have been like heavily romanticized, like the Renaissance. It's like, yeah, yeah. when um, syphilis was like ravaging Italy and like a lot of people were dying. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Fucking Renaissance. But let's, let's do the 20s again when there's a global flu pandemic and uh, a massive financial crash. At least prohibition didn't happen again. I swear to God, like, if that had happened, then 2020 would have ended like the way prohibition did. Uh, you know, a heel of bullets. Oh god. Prohibition is just a bad fucking idea. Yep, and I'm not just saying that as an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm actually anyway. saying that as someone who doesn't drink very much. I, prohibition's a fucking bad idea because it's it's rare, but every once in a while I'll really want a fucking glass of wine. And I when know. I have a day like that, if you don't give me a fucking glass of wine, heads will roll. On the floor. Off, off, off with it. As you can see, the new year has not given us the ability to stick to, um, or even begin a topic. <laughs> no. A good time. So, Speaking of is, beginnings and talking and topics and words. This is going to be a fun one because, uh, so whenever I tell people that I uh, co-host a podcast on phobias, uh, you'd think a lot of people would be like, oh, arachnophobia or like entomophobia, like a lot of the ones that we've already covered, like claustrophobia or whatever. But weirdly enough, so many people do go like, are you going to do an episode on trypophobia? Which is what we're talking about today. Whoa, what a, what a it, segue. It is incredibly common. Like I, I think about five people and I, like all separately have told me like, oh, you should do an episode on trypophobia. So am like, I right wow, in thinking I, I trypophobia is the thing the with lots of little holes? Yeah, it's the fear of like, clusters of holes like you would see i think the most common examples are like honeycomb and like lotus flower leaves lotus mm. flowers um honestly this is one of the things if you know what this is or like you just heard us describe it and you got a bit uncomfortable i'm going to tell you right now don't fucking google it like google is not shy about showing you images that will freak you the fuck out i have i i have like it, they make me really uncomfortable and about whenever I started researching for this episode, I actually started researching while I was hungover and had to nope the fuck out because I felt like I was going to vomit. <laughs> I I obviously just Googled it. Mm -hmm. Some trypophobia things don't bother me at all. Um, but this is like, sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say what, what gets me is when things are coming out of the little holes. Uh, yeah, um, uh, in my last flight I had a balcony and there was like a little, there was like a cluster, like, you know, when a spider's web just basically becomes like a blanket, like you don't even know where the sounds are anymore. And yeah, um, there was a little opening that I saw a spider just perfectly crawl in and out of and that made me just go, fuck, nope. Yeah, no, it's, it's that is what gets me when there's things like in and out and you see it a lot in like pimple popper videos and stuff. I have friends who are obsessed with those. What the uh, hell? And don't get me wrong, I, I love popping a pimple, but 
when you see people and they've got like blackheads that no one's touched in 30 years on their nose and there's like a pile of them no can't cannot do nope goodbye goodbye just the thing a lot of people so the honeycomb thing and i think like bubble wrap was mentioned once bubble it's kind wrap of like, i like, hadn't thought of that it's kind of like when we explained about eichmophobia where it's like you know it's, it's very common to be scared of like sharp or pointy stuff but then there are some people who would find a pointed finger to be too much. So this is one of those phobias where it's incredibly like general. Like people who have it, well, it's on a spectrum. Like people who have it may not necessarily have it as badly as others in that some stuff they'll be fine with. So looking at a lotus flower, I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. I wouldn't say I'm scared of it. I'm saying I don't like looking at that picture. Mm-hmm. But then like I see a picture of honeycomb, which is apparently also a trigger. And I'm like, oh, that looks delicious. What the hell? <laughs> like, it's because you're right. That's why. But then, like you'll you'll see people who've like had like really bad accidents with like machinery or something, and they've got like holes, like they look like they've been drilled into their arms and hands and stuff. Or like people who, uh, I, I don't know, it's 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 one of those really really weird things. Because w- when you think about it, like humans don't really like to think about their pores very often. No, like that's one of those things where it's like yeah, I mean I think about my pores every fucking day I'm a, I'm a woman in her late 20s all I'm allowed to think about is my skin and how it looks and aging that's it <laughs> but like so like looking at like a picture of like a lotus flower does that make you uncomfortable at all I have never looked at a picture of a lotus flower in my life I'm going to google a lotus flower lotus once again if anything that i've said so far has made you think oh god that does sound bad to look at please for the love of fuck why would this trigger trypophobia you may not be looking at the same thing i am hold on oh yeah you you see what i'm looking at yeah it doesn't freak me out like at all because i don't like looking at those photos. I wouldn't say I am scared or made nervous by it. It's just I am uncomfortable looking at those photos. They look like um, what what are they called? Watering can heads. Basically, my god, that's all. That's a potential trigger I never considered. And you will never shower again. Watering can heads. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I showered like an hour ago. Good, and you're set for like a week. <laughs> I know you shower like twice a day. I'm only joking. <laughs> no, it does. It really doesn't get me. But the the idea of all of those holes being like in someone's hand kind of grosses me out. But no. yeah, there are images of that on Google too. Yeah, I I learned. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that like, I'm Google to fuck around when it comes to showing you this stuff. But one of the things, one of the reasons why, and I, I only just find this out about an hour ago. Um, because I haven't had my trypophobia for a while, but obviously, not to brag, but I know about a lot of phobias. Um, <laughs> trypophobia is actually one of the most recently acknowledged ones. I, I, th- I think a source said that it was only 2005 when the phrase was coined. Oh, wow, okay. And where does it come from? What's what's the tripa? It just means hole in Greek. Oh, hole phobia. <laughs> I'm scared of holes. And there's a whole other part of that. I think I think there might be a, a misnomer there because trypophobia tends to refer to a cluster, like a cluster of holes, a multitude of voids, a multitude of voids. <laughs> uh, oh my god, that should be my. Uh, there's another like potential autobiography title. Fuck it, let's just call the episode that. Multitude of voids. There you go. Multitude <laughs> first of voids. Time we, first time first we've time ever we're... thought of an episode name before I was putting it on Acast. Yep, uh, very often, like for a little, like peek behind the curtain here, we we record it. We know what we're going to talk about, or at least one of us does. We record the episode, and then we're like, "What the fuck do we call this?" <laughs> Quick, somebody write a thing. We're very organized and very professional. We're absolutely not. I actually bought a fucking planner for twenty twenty one. I've been using it quite well. See, I I actually you'll you'll laugh at this, but I got bought three 2020 planners and I mean that was a big fucking waste of time right and money yeah but I didn't buy them but um for 2021 I have a file of facts because yes it is 1984 
Um, <laughs> and I actually printed my own diary pages because I was like, I'm not spending money on this. If this is going to be like last year, I am not doing it. Yeah, I am just going to format myself some A3 diary pages and print them. You just reminded me of all the fucking nut jobs on Twitter being like, ah, Twitter won't let you hashtag 1984. This is fucking a thing. And it's like, guys, you've never been able to hashtag just numbers ever. I <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I... there was like people trying to hashtag 1984 and being like, you can't do it. And it's like, you've never been able to just hashtag numbers. It's no one ever, did, did no one go, well, did you try to hashtag 1983 just to see what would happen for shits and giggles? <laughs> so fucking dumb. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of theories that um, trypophobia isn't like a real phobia, which is weird. See, I, I saw some things like that before, and I think that's incredibly dumb. I, like, if something scares, if something like relatively or at least arguably harmless scares someone to the point of like intense discomfort, where we're talking like the usual reactions to a strong phobia which is like panic attacks shaking nausea even vomiting ah no 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 but, you've got me wrong you've got me wrong what i have read about it is that a phobia is essentially something that in a lot of cases can be treated not necessarily successfully but there are treatments and things for it but people don't know how to Trypophobia, trypophobia doesn't other. come under that it's a the theory is that it's an instinctive human response that can never be unlearned I think the leading theory I saw is that um, that kind of pattern on an animal or plant um, would indicate that it's poisonous. Yeah. Well, venomous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, venomous. Yeah. That's that's the that's uh, the indicator I saw. Which, makes... but to me, there's something very, very visceral about it, like almost obscene. When I'm looking at some of the pictures that Google brings up for this, like it, it's to me the reaction is something. It's not discomfort. It's not aversion. It's there's something almost grotesque about it. And there is. There's something... I am just looking at trypophobia pictures. And you're Again, right in I, that I it's... need to advise you, don't fucking do this if you think you have this in any way. Yeah, don't. I, I, like, I do not consider myself to have trypophobia at all. So... But some of this stuff is just gross as fuck. It's nothing to do with trypophobia. It's just like, ugh. You see pictures like lacerated hands and shit. Well, there's one I'm seeing that's a doggy's ear. The dog has some sort of skin disease. But maybe that's just because I'm used to dogs with skin diseases. Every dog I've ever owned, apparently. What? Do you not know this? So for what? context, guys... um. Nearly two months ago, my other half and I adopted um, a rescue pup, and he's great and all. He's he's at that velociraptor stage of puppyhood, where he tries to eat you and everything <laughs> and himself. Um, but he's recently come out of the vets from being um, castrated. See, I was nice. I didn't say they cut his bollocks off. Um, you just did. <laughs> yeah, he's recently come out of the vets, and when he was in there, the vet was like, "Oh, we've noticed he has like an infection in his skin." So it looks oh, like he's going to have to be on like treatment for a very long time for dodgy dog skin. And uh, Eddie, why is that so funny? To me. me. Vinny. Yep. Yeah. So Vin our. Hmm? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you explain who Vinny is. I fucking love Vinny. I miss him so much. I miss Vinny too. Vinny was our family, was my family dog. Um, but he was essentially my dog. He was like my best buddy. And he passed away, you're not going to believe this, a little over five years ago. What? Yeah. Fuck. Vinny, Vinny went at um, the end of October 2015. That fuck wasn't my surprise that he's dead. That fuck was like that... That's a lot. Five years. Yeah, that's Holy a lot, lot longer than you think. But bear in mind, he, he passed a couple of weeks after my nephew was born. Like, they, they didn't even have a month of overlap. Oh my god. Yeah. But um, Vinny was like the most chronically ill dog you'll, you would have ever... He wasn't even dog. He was just kind of walking I mean, illness. Was, I mean, he was a McCann, guys. Walking illness is what Vinny was. And then I adopted a dog. And then all of a sudden it turns out he's a walking illness as well. 
We are fairly sure he's just been reincarnated, right? Yeah, the theory, the current working theory is that my dead dog has come back in in the form of another little black dog with skin conditions who... Aptly named Poe. Legend oh. of Zelda fans out there will get that reference. Good, because I don't. Uh, Poe is a ghost in the Zelda franchise. Oh. No, it's um much more emo than that. He's named after Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what the Poe's and Zelda are named after as well. Oh yeah, good point. Oh well. Sure. Fun times, guys. Fun times. I am looking up Trimophobia pictures here and... They are revolting. I mean, I mean, you don't have this, and like, and you are saying that these are like a little bit ugh. Yeah, but that's because some of the pictures sh- showing up are like maggots coming out of skin and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, like a lot of them are incredibly gross. Yeah, they're disgusting. But so you're you're doing better than me. Like I couldn't look at half the things, even when I wasn't hungover. Like, I I like, I think I, before we started recording. Uh, I was saying like I, I don't want this to be one of our two take episodes because the less I have to look at these photos, the better. What are you talking about? We never have two take episodes. <laughs> We've never had to re-record an episode because it didn't record properly. What are you talking about? This is something I would like to ask the community here because supposedly only I think a documented 16% or so of people actually do um, suffer trypophobic symptoms. But I, I, I think that's wrong. I think a lot of people would have at least somewhat of like this, a similar aversion to me. I would not call myself trypophobic, but I would definitely say I understand it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm grossly fascinated by it, to be honest with you. Grossly fascinated thing is good. It's like a, it's like a car wreck. Like as much as I hate looking at these photos, when I find one that like particularly disturbs me, I cannot look the fuck away. And I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. I can't not look at these pictures. Like I will immediately be like, oh my god, I don't like looking at this. This makes me incredibly uncomfortable to look at. And then I'll just keep looking at it. Like I, I'll just for no other reason than. I guess that's an example of hmm. This has got me thinking, would trypophobia also, like, would, would that also be um, an example of counterphobia that we've discussed before? I mean, I don't... I don't know, perhaps? Uh, for those who um, haven't been listening, and why the fuck not? Be more loyal. You <laughs> ungrateful wankbags. The, um, uh, the counterphobia is um, not necessarily a phobia, but it's more... Uh, an almost uncontrollable um, impulse or compulsion to seek out something that makes you scared or uncomfortable, but not in the sort of like I like horror movies kind of way. More in the like, like an agoraphobe will like have to step outside. Like it'll be uncontrollable. It's it's I I think it technically is a form of OCD, which I I kind of understand. You know what I mean? I do want to spend a full episode covering that. I think we should. I think we absolutely should. But we, we're gonna we're gonna cover that uh, when we do xyrophobia, which I'm prepared. Which is to as scary as a fear of xylophones, yes. <laughs> xylophobia. Xylophobia. Uh, that's your point? No, we no, but we will get to that. Of what? A fear of xylophones. Xylophobia is a fear of razor blades, guys. I know. It's just the way you said. It. I was thinking. You said we'll get to that, and I was like, we'll we'll get to a fear of. Xylophones? I mean, if you want. It doesn't it doesn't sound all that interesting, though. I guess it's the noise that bones make in cartoons when you hit them, so I don't know. Is that not a glockenspiel? Well, fuck your knowledge. I mean, I have to have something useful going on. Yeah, so um, don't ever look up pictures of tick infestations and dog's ears. I don't want to. Mainly because... I just feel bad for the dogs. Oh god, yeah. Uh, Although they don't... Dogs are really bloody resilient with things like that. Remember Vinny had like half his ear missing and a big chunk out of his eyelid? Yep. And he was still smiling like a goofball running around the place like... Dogs don't smile. Yeah, whatever. I'm sorry, that's a, that's a bugbear of mine. I'm like, oh, look, he's smiling. Dogs don't smile. Okay, he made that stupid Vinny face that he made. And you know the face I mean. I do. 
Yeah, so a, a, it's not a smile, but I don't know what it was. That's right, I once said there was... I it was went, a, I an acknowledgement a, of your presence. I worked in a bar about seven, eight years ago, and uh, a woman came in holding her chihuahua, and the chihuahuas are, like, I mean, some of them are fine, but a lot of them are vicious little fucks. Yeah. And, like, they're just angry little bastards. And, like, she came up and she was like, oh my god, look, he's smiling at you, and he was baring his teeth, and I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not, not a... That's not a smile. I was like, A, dogs don't smile, and B, like, if you put that dog any closer to my face, I'm going to lose my nose. Please put it away. <laughs> yeah, no, we that's... Are dog it's like, our policy was, we are dog-friendly if it's a friendly dog, and that was not a fucking friendly dog. That was the most aggressive little shit I'd ever seen. How could someone think that their dog baring their teeth was a smile? I mean, there are a lot of people out there who I think have no business being parents, and the same goes for dog owners. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, over here you have to have a license to own a dog, but it's literally a case of just getting the license. There's no... There's no, like, particular, like... There's no real red tape involved. There's literally none. I, I got Poe's license in five minutes. Like, can I have a dog? Fuck it, yeah. Like, why does this law exist if you're not at least going to vet people? But it's not, people? can no you have a dog? Intended. What it no is, is intended. I've already got a dog. Mm. Here, let me pay money to the council for the fact that I own a dog. I don't really understand the concept of it. Yeah, fair. It's not like the council's paying for my dog. Although maybe it's to help with, like, the council kennel or something. Uh, just a bit of a, like, way off topic PSA here. I'm seeing a lot of things on, like, Twitter and the internet of people who got dogs over lockdown and now are, like, giving them up to shelters and shit. Like, if if you're bored and you're lonely or, like, you've wanted a dog for a while and think this is a good excuse, think it the fuck through. Yeah. Like, the, the dogs are a lot of work. They need yeah. a lot of it, especially if you're getting a puppy. Like, um... It, we get it, like, lockdown, lonely, like, maybe, like, now that you're home all the time, it seems like the perfect time, but seriously, please, if you're thinking about getting a dog, think it through. Hey, and I say that as someone who has ser has owned dogs, has seriously considered dogs, has had the discussion with her partner ad nauseum about getting dogs, and even then, we have had some serious moments where we've gone, what the fuck did we do? Yep. You know, and... and, and like, at the minute, Poe's not staying with us, but that's not a us thing. It's more of a situational where we're living thing. He's mm. a bit safer staying with my mum for a few weeks. But that's a, this is better for the dog to keep him safe and healthy and well and warm. Um, the thing is, I'm not saying this to people. Like, I'm not saying like, if you got a dog over lockdown and realise you couldn't handle it, then give it to a shelter, you're a scumbag. I'm not saying No, that, no, I no, I know. Like, Please think it through. Like I'm, I'm seeing so many like it, like announcements from shelters saying like we're full. Please, like people, so many people got their dogs in like March and neither. Which and, like, is mad because when my other half and I were looking at getting a dog, and we, you know we've kind of been low key looking for a long time, but um, yeah. we were in rented accommodation until kind of the end of July, so it wasn't a possibility until now. We were you know kind of low key looking probably from about September time. And there were no dogs. Like, you couldn't get a dog. Places that were masquerading as shelters were mm. selling dogs for people for £400. You oh know, yeah, don't even start me on that. I, 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 not the council area I'm in, but a different council in Northern Ireland had a dog up that he was, you know, available for rehoming from, like, the next week, which is kind of standard procedure. They keep the dog in case an owner arrives. Mm -hmm. um, but they said, phone, you know, if you want your name to be put on a list to meet the dog or anything afterwards. So I phoned, and yeah. the woman went, yeah, it's uh, £400 for that wee one. And I was like, what? Excuse you? Um, like, obviously, shelter fees and stuff are a thing, but that's not what that was. And I was like, oh, okay, right, okay, I'm going to discuss this with my boyfriend. And she phoned me back less than five minutes later and went, I just want to know if you want that dog because of other people asking. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, so you're just selling dogs then. Uh, another little thing, like, um, I... I would never buy a dog, but I understand a lot of people do go down that route. In fact, I have my boyfriend's sister recently did, but it's one of those things. So, um, Look, if people go down I, I dogs and it's a responsible breeder and it's all this kind of stuff, do it. Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. You do um, you. Make sure that you ask for papers and you mm -hmm. ask to see the mother of the litter if you're getting a puppy. Mm -hmm. If they can produce 
if they can't produce both, get out of there and report them. Yeah. And also, if they want to meet you in a place that isn't, like, where the puppy's mum lives and mm-hmm. stuff, if they're like, oh, yeah, you can meet the mother, we'll meet you at this car park or this park or whatever, do the same. Because yep. it's most likely a puppy farm and... And they're disgusting. So, yeah, horrific. If you're getting a... If you have thought it through and you're going to get a dog and you're going to buy a dog and not get it from a shelter then mother and papers not one or the other both yeah report them if they can't give both because that is probably something illegal and heinously cruel yeah there's probably something dodgy going on there anyway trypophobia <laughs> we've we've been in our soapbox about adopting dogs I'm on my soapbox. Anyone, anyone currently listening who follows me on Twitter knows that I'm all about that soapbox life. Yeah, dude. Hashtag soapbox life for you. <laughs> what What's going on on your Twitter at the minute? Getting into fights with homophobes and people saying that you can't use Americanisms and what? Homophobes and transphobes, mostly. That's fucking yeah, well, weird. you know, you, you're not scared. You're an asshole. Yeah, it's just the, it's there, just the, yeah. There, it's just there are things the, we're not going to discuss on this show. We're not going to discuss homophobia. We're not going to discuss transphobia because you're not scared. No. You're a dick. Yeah, you're not scared. You're just full of baseless hate and fuck you. Yeah. You know, why are you so concerned with what's in people's trousers and what they do with that? Yeah, like, uh, frankly, any straight guy out there who is immensely opinionated on my love and sex life, dude, back off, I'm taken. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I I don't want to know anything about your love and sex life, and I'm your best friend. Well, I tell you whether you want to or not. Yeah, that's a know. different thing. There's they're sharing, they're sharing to make the other person uncomfortable because we've been friends since we were, what, 11? Yep. You know, there's all of those things come into play, but they're, they're, no. No. L- l- leave people's genitals alone. The only holes we should be focusing on are in multitude clusters of little holes. There you go, I'll put you back on topic. Oh my god, I was actually like racking my brain, like, how do we get back on topic? Uh, tell me about trypophobia in in the world, in the media, in the... So I was thinking about this because we do... I, I think this is like an accidental sort of segment of each episode that we've done where we I love it, trypophobia in pop culture. Me too. The only one I could really think of was The Candyman. Is that what there's the bee thing? Yeah. Do you know he really had those bees there? What? I actually don't know if that's true. I, I, I was going to say, is that some like horror trivia? But like, yeah, it's a. Uh, so the Candyman, <clears throat> like thinking about that, because like, uh, he's like quite Talk often. Talk me through that, because I've never seen Candyman. Oh, it's not like a uh, standing over. I haven't seen it in so long. But like, uh, if you even just look at the. Um, it's, it's a whole like, cluster of wasps or bees they it's um it's like if you look in a mirror and say his name five times it's basically a retelling of bloody mary uh-huh like looking this mirror look in a mirror say it it's it the wasps like surrounding him are mostly what it is but like there's a lot of obviously imagery of like honeycombs and beehives and they're all there to like make you feel um like uncomfortable you said you were only really made uncomfortable when this thing's crawling in and out of the holes and bees crawl in and out of him all the time yep it's gross, and I yeah. hate it. That was the main thing that came to mind. It wasn't necessarily the only thing, but like I, my mind kept going back to the Candyman. With um, like the whole trypophobia thing. Other than that, there's very little I can really think. I suppose um, there's that scene in Sleepy Hollow where like in a flashback you see... Uh, fuck, what's his name? The main character. He's got Ichabod a really... Ichabod Crane? Ichabod Crane. Uh, like, you see, like, his mother coming out of an Iron Maiden, and, of course, she's been, like, punctured a whole bunch of times. Um, and, like, I remember that, like, freaking me out as well, but um, I'm, I'm trying to... do. Can you think of any time where um, this was used to make people uncomfortable? Because you see, like, close-ups of things like this all the time. I mean... In film. I have a list. Oh? Of movies that you shouldn't watch if you have trypophobia. But to be honest with you, most of them I don't. Actually, that's not true. Some of them I don't know. Do you tell? Some things that we hadn't considered, actually, dude. Yeah. Okay, so this must be like for like differing. There's some I'll skip because I don't know what they are. Okay? I'm going to okay. skip Ninja Scroll because I don't know what that is. Neither. Something called The Stuff. 
I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, American Horror Story Cult. I've not seen I've seen the first two episodes of Cult. Where okay, I love American Horror Story. I don't know why I watch but I only watched the first two episodes of Cult. Myself. No, Cult doesn't appeal to me. So that's probably why we have I think it's, I was sick of hearing about politics and Trump and stuff. Yeah, like, at I the time I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I have been told, like, uh, my boyfriend keeps trying to get me to watch Apocalypse, and I will. I, I, I Apocalypse will. is, yeah, Apocalypse is good, but nah, skip cult's crap, skip cult. Um, okay, so, so what, what about cult? Like, what happened in cult? There's just quite a lot of different things in it. You know, there's there's Coral in the office, but Sarah Paulson's character actually talks. I knew she had cholerophobia in it. I didn't know she had trypophobia. Oh, color. oh, Sarah Paulson, what a legend of an actor. So, actor. there you go. You you love Sarah Paulson, so let's get watching on this. Um, oh, yeah. What I can see right now in front of me is there's an image of a a clown. Um, like a clown mask on this uh, creepy-looking motherfucker. I remember seeing that. And that, yeah. that was in the it's got loads of holes in it. So that's pretty gross. Um, I never noticed that. Yeah. So what else have we got? Uh, certain episodes of The X-Files... Oh no! I, sorry, I just looked up the clown with like all the holes in him, and yeah, nope, I definitely see that. Yeah. that's like almost like a sort of hockey mask. Jason, Jason has a hockey mask on. The Jason has a hockey goalie. mask. Yes, he does. Well, the goalie mask—they have holes in them. Yeah. Um. So I've—I don't know if this is true, but I've seen some things that trypophobia is also can also be a fear of lots of little bumps. Oh really? Yeah, I've seen a couple of things that say that. So. On that basis, some people are saying Black Panther. Oh, the main villain. He yeah, because of Killmonger's that. scarification. But then I don't know. I I feel a bit uncomfortable saying that. So I, I, I don't think I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I've never heard of that. I mean, like, because you got like a goosebumps and stuff. I don't. Yeah. Which would actually be incredibly awful because goosebumps is one of the common um, symptoms of suffering from a phobia trigger. So that would be awful. Dude. Oh, yeah, I, I do remember the scarification on that guy. We've missed one, apparently. Oh god, am I going to feel ashamed for not thinking of this? Yep. Fucking hit, hit me with it. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dream Warriors. I've seen that movie once. At one point, Freddy appears in the dream of a girl called Taryn, opens up gaping holes in her arms, and injects her with a killer blue liquid. Okay. I oh, also the that. shape of water, I suppose. Yeah, with all the little creepy hole things. Oh, you mean Grinding Nemo? Grinding Nemo, yeah. Funny enough, the, the film Holes. Okay. okay. The film Holes, like, nah, the, 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 fuck that. That's, that's just got holes in it. That's no, no, it says if you don't think it should be on the list, you clearly don't remember the opening credits very well. The film opens with a shot of a desert filled with holes and holes and holes that look like the pods of a lotus flower. Did I just get called out by a website? You got called out by a website before, like, you've never even read this. You got called Mother out fuck, by a website. Motherfuck, fair play. Yeah, you've been fucking caught, man. <laughs> I, I've seen, I remember watching that in school, weirdly enough. I never saw it in school. It was in a uh, English lit class, like GCSE, like towards the end oh, of yeah, the year. Oh yeah, we were in where, different like, English classes. It was like towards the end of the year when like teachers just run out of shit to talk about. He's stuck on holes, and I was like, yeah, I remember enjoying it. Knowing who your teacher was for English lit and GCSE, I'm not surprised. Let's not make that joke. Oh no, that wasn't a joke. I wasn't making a joke. It was more I'm not surprised that they just went, nah, fuck it, let's watch movies. Oh god, I actually thought you had a different teacher. Never mind. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I wasn't. I wasn't at that. No, no. I just had the best ever. Shout out to Grania. There's no way you're listening, but hey. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Let me just go. Hi, yeah. <laughs> As if you're really awkwardly standing behind me in a pub. Hi, yeah. Yep. Oh, fuck, I miss pubs. God damn it. I miss pubs so goddamn much. Do you know what I miss? Being a normal temperature. Give me a fuck-mothering pint in front of me, for the love of Christ. <sighs> True. See, since recording, I have gone from being so warm I thought I was going to die, to being freezing, to being covered in cold sweat. 
This is great. Living in a caravan, guys. Everybody should do it. Interesting way of telling me you're dying. I'm not dying. I am dead. And that's the twist. <laughs> I've been dead for ten years. <laughs> Why is friends the first thing that comes to your fucking mind? <laughs> it was either that or I see dead people. I mean, I'd rather watch Friends than anything by that hack. You don't like M. Night Shyamalan? I do not like M. Night Shyamalan, no. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong? I think my final straw for him was like a year after Wes Craven died, he started referring to himself as the master of horror, and I was like, hey, buddy, fuck you. I have no strong feelings about M. Night in particular. Oh, it's almost just bore me and his twists don't impress me. Like, I'm a Saw fan. I'm used to, like, actually good, well-thought-out twists. I don't twist. know. I mean, I like Devil. You did tell me to watch that. Devil is is probably my, my fave of his movies, but I say that the bar's fairly low. You know, I can't really be arsed with the rest of his films. I just don't really care about it. Whew. Sorry, I'm yawning right in the That's middle like of recording. Well, I suppose everyone's got one. Like, I, I don't care for Michael Bay at all, but Six Underground was pretty fun. You're not into Bayham? I won't even say that out loud. As our, as our good friend's brother calls it. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sorry, but I, I draw the line at sexualizing 15-year-olds. <laughs> sorry. When did Michael Bay sexualize 15-year-olds? Um... What's her face? Um, Megan Fox? Uh, Megan Fox, yeah. Was she 15? I think it was like the first time she worked for him, yeah. I remember like reading about it. Like, feel free to call bullshit if I'm remembering wrong, Ew, but I remember gross. reading about it. Like, she was like, That's she gross. Was, like, an ex she was like an like, upfront extra, one of those things, and he just told her to act as sexy as possible, and she was like, yeah, I was 15 at the time. I think, like one of, I think it was one of the fucking Transformers movies where, like, a guy, like, the main character is dating a woman way too young for him and, as, as in underage, and then, his, like, her dad confronts him and he actually has, like, in his pocket a printout of something called, like, the Romeo and Juliet law that says it's legal. It's like, mate, if you have to carry that around to prove you're not a pedo, then what the fuck? And he was the main, he was the hero? He was the main character we were supposed to like? Oh, apparently, hold on. I'm seeing things about Transformers Age of Extinction and there was an age gap joke about it. Hold on. Okay, that doesn't tell me fucking anything. It's like, I think it's like, uh, I was watching the last season of Gossip Girl again recently, and like one of the main characters starts going out with a seventeen-year-old, and they keep having to point out, like, "Oh yeah, dude, it's legal in New York," and it's like, if you have to keep pointing it out, then something is wrong. Like, yeah. if you have to keep bringing it up, like every fucking episode, they bring it up, and he's like, "It's just like, oh, I know this is legal, but you're acting way too high school for me." And it's like, you keep mentioning that it's legal. Don't worry about it. And it's like, no, if you have to keep drawing attention to the fact that it's not. Pedophilia, then, <laughs> dude, something is wrong here. Oh yeah, it's um, it's Transformers Four. I I've seen one and two, and I was where the um, yeah, mostly the plot pivots around a queasy Oedipal triumvirate as Wahlberg's widowed scientist. Hold on, so it's Mark Wal. Oh no, sorry, it's not Wahlberg's widowed scientist comes to terms with his adolescent daughter's race car driving boyfriend. Cue the citation of Texas's Romeo and Juliet laws as a defense for statutory rape. But I remember he, he fucking like he, he carried it right in his pocket or something. I remember I think there was one line where it's like I think I just saw like a recap of it all. There was one line where it's like, do it for my daughter, and he went, No, I'm doing it for my girlfriend. And it's like, well, are we supposed to fucking like this guy? What an asshole! What an asshole! What a fucking creep. Yeah, so yeah, uh, so I suppose like this, this small segue, some holes stay away from. <laughs> I can't believe that there are people who need to be told that, but here we fucking are.
Oh, I know. I don't know, man. People worry me. Let's just hope that some things will get better this year, eh? I you don't know why. You just jinxed the whole goddamn year. <sighs> Shut up. No, I didn't. <laughs> Look, I already said I was dead, so nothing I say works. Is there anything else on your uh, pop culture list? No, like, actually, nothing know? Nothing of nothing that I know what it is. <laughs> Did I actually rack in my brain? Since what is, every single source that I read on Trypophobia was telling me, oh, it's quite uncommon or it's not very well known. And I'm like, well, from talking to a lot of different people about it, I would beg to differ. A lot of people seem to like know about it, at least are made somewhat uncomfortable by it. This is why I'm saying the whole 16% thing seems a bit of an underestimation from what I can gather. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's... Maybe it's just not something that we know about. You know, maybe people... Like, I would never consider myself to be trypophobic, but there's certain things that I'll go... Blah, blah. But there's... There, it's not... It may not even just be holes. There is something about clusters of things that humans don't like. I think we, we uh, discussed this in the entomology episode, where it's like, anything that can gather together that we don't control is innately scary to us like wasps and bees um or like ants or like any anything like that or like think about like how you, i don't know I don't, I don't know if i'm just talking out my ass here but think of how like weird or at least a little bit iffy you are if you see like a bunch of barnacles stuck to something yeah they're a bit weird like you know yeah, it, 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 so it may, I mean, the whole thing definitely has its its place, but there's something to be said about clusters that we don't like as a species. Yeah, it's a bit of a clusterfuck. Way. Am I just not oh, getting uh, a reply to that? Uh, uh, no, I wasn't planning on it, no. <laughs> I'll be just like, no, I will silently light my cigarette at you. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, I'll light my cigarette and judge you, bitch. That's pretty much most of what I do. I, I'm I actually still looking up trypophobia pictures, so whatever. Whatever, guys. Yeah. Just do it if you want. On your own heads, be it. Have fun. But I would strongly suggest you don't if anything we have said in this episode has made you uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, like if the thought of looking at a crumpet freaks you out, don't look at crumpets. This is it. As I said, like honeycomb comes up as an example a lot. And I, I love the look of honeycomb. I think it looks really satisfying. But I think that's because honeycomb quite often tends to be uniform. Yeah, I think honeycomb, I don't know, maybe a bit different. I don't know. But do you remember getting the six pricks in school? Yes, I, I did get the six pricks in school. Oh, you mean the injection. I knew that joke was coming. The instant I said it, I was like, I'm going to be silent while Kaz gets this joke out of the way. And funny enough, today my boyfriend's mum was asking me about our podcast. So let's hope she never listens. Um, <laughs> for the record, it was not six. Um, why am I even? Why do I even feel the need to defend that? It was obviously a joke. No. Yes, <laughs> when I got the injection known as the six pricks in school what of it well it's like um even people who claim to be like freaked out by it couldn't stop looking at yeah it was pretty this cool wasn't the cluster this was as the name implies it was six small holes in your arm but it's the kind of thing that you would look at constantly like it was just six small holes in your arm and you would you would look at it and i think again that's obviously something to do about the fact that this is a thing that is that you're not used to being on your body so naturally it draws a certain fascination but I, I, there was something like there was almost like a draw again like looking at a car accident like, even people like i personally didn't give a shit about them it was like yep they're there oh look they're going away guess i'm getting the bcg what the fuck ever but um the it was it was the matter of like people who like were like i i hate this i hate having this thing it makes me so uncomfortable would still stare at it all the time <laughs> that's probably why they kept looking at it exactly I, I don't know. People just... I think it's a bit of a counterphobia thing. People just like to be grossed out. People just like to be... Blah. I don't know what blah means, but blah is your answer. You're drawn to looking at it whether you want to or not. As I said, like, I told you I'm uncomfortable looking at these images and... 
like I'm still looking at them. I don't have to anymore. I've got everything in my head. What? You don't need to be looking at these, but you still are. This is totally not remotely related, but do you know what the fear of chewing gum is? No, you do not. Cheeklophobia. Cheeklophobia. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's to the point, you know? Like, yeah, let's do it. This is what the thing is. Well, um... What is it? The, um... <laughs> uh, Arachibutarophobia, I want to say? What is that? Fear of having peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> If what I recall the correctly, fuck? yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. That's a, that's that's a recognized fear. That's amazing. A recognized phobia. I don't know how to pronounce. I don't even know if I got it right. I don't have it in front of me, but I think that's. It. I remember reading about it and being like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" It's like when I was first researching counterphobia, that was one of the ones that came up, and I was like, "That's amazing." I, I'm just I'm just baffled. Do you ever get one of those days where you're just like, "What? What is life?" I'm just so baffled by the grossness of pictures of trypophobia. Hey, fuck it. Let, let, I, I think regardless of my warnings, people are going to... Just, guys, uh, go and do it. Don't hate us forever. Or do. It's fine. Most people hate us. Like, God, we're, 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 we're a podcast, not like your parents. Go, go Google us if you really fucking want fucking to. Fucking whatever. Is that how we should end this episode? Fucking whatever. Fucking whatever. (laughs) Do what you want. Honestly, if you are of an age where um, you need your parents' permission to look shit up online, then please stop listening to us, because I say fuck a lot, so, you know. Yeah, we say lots of fucking bad things. We do. Like, what the shit are we talking about, dude? Uh, I cannot wait to, like, sit down and watch the history of swearing on Netflix. I forgot about that. I'm going to go and watch it right the fuck now. Uh, I came out, like, a week ago, and I'm so fucking excited. I'm not actually going to watch it now. I'm going to finish watching the Dan Brown movies because they're so garbage, but they're fun. <laughs> it's, like, so it's like, oh, the Holy Grail. Let's watch this. It's, just, it's very amusing. Oh, my God. After last, last week's news, I love how many people were like, so it, it turns out that stealing the Declaration of Independence isn't as hard as that movie led us to believe. <laughs> <laughs> as you do. As you do. Hopefully when we're next recording, you know, I'm most looking of those forward to people will be in prison. Oh, and oh, yeah, but I, I, a lot of them already are. Did you not see the... Uh, oh, yeah, I saw. No, The no-fly list? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Uh, don't it, don't I mean, storm government buildings, guys. It's fucking stupid. It's so amazing. By the time this uh, episode goes like that, hashtag will likely no longer be trending. But honestly, like it's fucking hilarious watching people being like, they're calling me a terrorist and saying I can't fly home. It's like, that's because you're a terrorist, dude. Yes, yeah, so because <laughs> you're a terrorist. You, 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 you behaved in a way meaning to incite terror. Uh, uh, like, yeah, you, you broke into a government building while armed. That's terrorism, Arthur. Please explain <laughs> how you think that you should be allowed to fly wherever you like. So many of them filmed it as well. Like, don't film yourself committing crimes, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. Look, I know people died. I know people got hurt. This is not funny. Like, what no, happened? Absolutely not funny. What happened isn't funny, but the people who thought they would get away with it and are now cr- literally crying on the internet, the people who call other snowflakes crying because they're terrorists who are being treated like terrorists it's if you need to pick me up go watch it it's fucking great <laughs> yeah the, the, so um, I'll, I'll, go watch I'll, the I'll, new I'll fly list say, i will have to say a lot of it is um while funny i mean i, I did see and like do not take this out of context i am quoting a con uh, Wait, sorry, not supposed to say. No, continue. You could have, you could have acted like you didn't say anything. There's a guy. There was a guy being held down by the police, being arrested after he wasn't allowed in a flight, and he kicked up a fuss, and he actually yelled out the words, "You're treating me like a fucking black person." 
And I mean, what? not that these people had any kind of a leg to stand on in the first place. But there is no going back from saying something like that. You have no defense. You have no, there's nothing you can say. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can say to make that seem like it's an acceptable thing to say. It's horrible to see, but otherwise the videos are very funny. It's horrible That's to see, but these guys getting their comeuppance is amazing. Which is true. What they did was fucking awful, but it is brilliant to see them complaining about being on no-fly lists. But hey, right, go watch the things. Try not to get too down, guys. Yep. If you feel the need to get grossed out, look at some trypophobia pictures. They're disgusting. They're starting to gross me out a wee bit, I won't lie. Might not eat my dinner. But. <laughs> I'll try. I like that your, your um, microphone's clearly going a bit funny. Because I keep, I, every once in a while, just getting a funny noise from you. Yeah, uh, listener, sorry about that. Um, the only way I can get good audio quality is working on my piece of shit laptop that occasionally needs to be reminded that it's um, a laptop and not a 500-pound brick. So, um, sorry about that. I will be getting new audio software... Uh, hopefully this week. And um, if you guys want us to get if you've better heard any software, weird audio from me, it's that. It's because I keep not hearing cards anymore and trying to talk. And hopefully this will be the last episode it happens. That's cool. And like, guys, if it really bothers you, you know, feel free to chip in and get get him some better software, <laughs> some better <laughs> I mean, hardware. Uh, no, and our OnlyFans is. <laughs> I was wondering when we'd get to that. It has to be done every episode. I mean, I mean, I did uh, post a photo of me on uh, Gay Bros Gone Mild on Reddit, and a lot of people were calling me handsome. One dude even asked me, like, that was fun. And you were like, no, sorry, I have a boyfriend. No, I was, I was like, are you by any chance single and looking for love? I was like, neither, sorry. And he went, that's fine. That's fine. Like, you that's, continue that's on with your day. Thank you very much for this consideration. Goodbye. I think it wasn't like a never mind or a oh shame or like haha or anything. It was just that's fine. Full stop. Like, I, like I like it. I like it. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the guy asked, I answered. Yeah, it was. Cool. I think it's we're just not used to these exchanges being so nice. Oh, God. No. Sorry, I have a boyfriend. What, you slut? What? I mean, the amount of times to be like, hey, are you single? No, like, how about being single just for tonight? How about fucking off, mate? <laughs> no, my my favourite, favourite, favourite presumptuous thing, I'm sure I've told you about this, is back in my Tinder days, I went on a date with a guy and, like, the coffee was alright. He was pretty boring. By the time I got my bus to my sister's house, which was like a 10-minute bus journey... By the time I got to my sister's house and reconnected to her Wi-Fi, because I was broke as fuck and didn't have any data, the guy had sent me, like, all of these unbelievably crude messages. Uh... And there had been nothing of the sort. Like, we, we literally met after work for a coffee in, like, a Cafe Nero or something. And then I went and got my bus, like, an hour later, kind of thinking, mm, that was all right. Didn't really think much about it. So, obviously, I didn't reply to the guy. And about a year later, I bumped into him. At the same in the same kind of area, which wasn't surprising because we'd met there because it was convenient for us to meet. And I bumped into him, and I was again actually getting the bus to my sister's house. And he was like, "Oh, hey, babe. Who the fuck calls me babe? Hey, babe. Haven't seen you. You know, haven't seen you on Tinder in a while." And I was like, "That's because I okay I'm no longer single." <laughs> yeah, but he, no, but before I'd even got the chance to say anything. He went, I mean, don't give up, hon. You'll meet someone. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I went, I, I, I did. That's, that's why I'm not on Tinder. And, you know, it, it'll be five years this year that I'm with my boyfriend. And I'm, I am not over that story. I, I think I will tell it to my children. As ch yeah, got Don't ever presume. <laughs> That shit. Yeah, people like uh, hate me whenever I tell them. Like, yeah, I had I had Tinder for like three months. I was basically bullied into getting it. 
and I didn't want it. I had it for like three months, went on one date, and he's now my boyfriend. I <laughs> never actually had this. Yeah, no, I had, a, I had a handful of dodgy dates, but boy, howdy. You know my stories. You know my date stories. And... Oh, I do want to say, because like, I'm not going to mention names, because I think he listens to this, but uh, a friend of mine once told me that he went on a date with a guy, like, out to dinner. It was like a year or two ago. And he's like, well, like dinner. a Tinder date? And dinner was their first date? Bad, yeah, bad idea, yeah. man. <laughs> but they, they went out to there, like, he insisted on paying, like, evenly, like, either splitting the bill or only paying for what they got. The guy insisted on paying for everything. Yeah. And then when my friend, like, was, like, said he didn't want, like, him to, like, go back to his or, like, he didn't want to spend the night. And then, like, later, uh, like, over a message, being like, I don't think I want a second date. The guy actually gave him his PayPal details and was like, well, then you should pay for your half of dinner. Then. Oh, my God. And people and wonder, it- like, I have always been very much of the, you know me, and I am so of the 50-50 split on a date thing. Um, For that reason, because I don't want anybody to think that I owe them anything. And when I went on, not my first date, but my second date with my boyfriend, we went to a comedy club and he insisted on buying our tickets into the show. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure I gave him a mouthful of righteous feminist anger. (laughs) And I think his response was, yeah, but I have a 20 and it's two tens for the tickets. Like his response was totally innocent, totally like it was. It was. It was logic. It yeah. wasn't. I'm, it wasn't. I will pay for both of us. But I will be the big man. It was. It's an like, example of the guys that I'd gone on, you know, one or two dates with before that, and then my boyfriend. It was oh. night and day. You know, his response was like, "This is completely logical that I get this." I, I will just never get over my mate telling me that story. He's like, so he insisted on paying himself, and then when you refused to sleep with him, he demanded you pay him back. Like, I mean, what the fuck? to be fair, I've never had someone. De- I've had people demand that they pay for things, and I've had people assume that I owe them something because of that. But I've never had someone demand that I pay the money back. That's probably because I block them, though. Huh. Like, I have quite a few blocked people on, like, whatsapp and facebook and stuff because as soon as someone starts getting creepy with me you're gone i just hope that people like get the hint personally i, I don't i'm not a big fan of blocking no i've like to like had too is many in- experiences where i wanted to get the hint and then dude do you remember 10 minute voicemail guy oh for fuck's sake yeah, yeah that he's why he's the reason i block okay yep that is understandable yeah you know just don't do it and if, if someone's not interested in you guys don't leave them a 10-minute voicemail that starts with you telling them they're really pretty and have nice eyes and ends with you calling them a bitch and your friends having to take your phone off you and apologise. It's a bad time. Holy, holy shit. I wish I still had the phone. I wish I still had the voicemail. <laughs> oh well. Right. I think we should leave our audience alone at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. If, right. If you want to, hear, if you want to hear uh, more <laughs> awesome stories like that, I mean, I still like I, I I got off fairly easily, but like I still have some pretty cringy stories from my. Tinder we should we head. should do an episode um in and around Valentine's Day, just just about shitty dates. Uh, that would be cool. We can we'll figure it out, guys. But if you have anything you want to add to it or any any suggestions, um, give us a wee shout. Phobiaphobiapodcast at gmail.com Actually, it would be awesome. Sarmasophobia, fear of dating or relationships would actually be pretty cool to do around Valentine's Day. That's what we're doing for Valentine's Day. And if you have any stories to add, seriously, give us a shout um, on the email address. If anyone out there has any like similarly cringy or inappropriate stories um, we will not name names like oh, we will never be 100 percent anonymous like we we don't do that we'll change um, names we'll change pronouns whatever you want yeah uh so yeah please let us know because we have a ton i hope i i can share a ton that kaz can share even more <laughs> <laughs> you just had worse luck than me i did i had worse luck but yeah give us a shout let us know um either send us an email or find us on twitter at podcast phobia and then um, bye stay safe guys <laughs>